If there isn't any understanding, there hasn't been any communication. So to communicate is uh, uh, to share intimate information with someone uh, that is either verbal or nonverbal in a manner in which the person understands. Listening to Treasure Truth with Pastor and author James Ford Jr., Senior Pastor of the Christ Bible Church in Chicago. I'm Steve Hiller. Glad you're with us as we continue our series on communication and how it's the key to any and every relationship. Now, Pastor, you just said to communicate is to share intimate information with someone that's either verbal or nonverbal in a manner in which the person understands. What do you mean by the nonverbal communication? Uh, well, because there are plenty of times that you have nonverbal communication. Um, so let's say uh, you're in a crowd and uh, you want to communicate to your wife. You just reach over, you you grab her hand and you squeeze her hand. That's an affirmation of I'm here, I love you, that, that kind of thing. Yeah. So uh, as a matter of fact, I, I, wrote, I wrote a book, When a Man Loves a Woman. It's a Moody Press book. And um, in it, I exegeted a hug. Huh. Now, to exegete literally means to, you know, break the scriptures down, to read out what's in the scripture. Yeah. So I broke down what is in a hug. And I had 10 communications that you are giving every time you give a hug. One of them was, I like being close to you. Okay. Yeah. Nonverbal. Nonverbal. Yeah. Yeah. Know, yeah. I want to protect you. Sure. I want to affirm you. And so things of that nature, you're saying all of that. Nonverbally. Okay. Now, you said uh, the, the other part of this was we do this in a way or in a manner in which the person understands. When it is nonverbal, certainly there could be the potential for a misunderstanding. So how do you make sure that uh, the communication is what you're trying to communicate? Uh, well, your body language says a lot. In um, the African-American community, uh, colloquially, we call it the sister girl. And uh, okay. they put their hands on their hips, they pop their fingers and wave their hand and shake their head. And so you're communicating a whole lot uh, when you're doing something like that. So when you look at uh, how rhetoricians break down communication, uh, 50% tone, 30% body language, only 20% words, hmm. then 80% of what you're saying is in the tone of your voice, Steve. <laughs> That's right. And body language, which they can't see right now, but I'm glaring. Oh, at he you. is glaring. <laughs> yeah, leaned in. Yeah, and so okay. let's act it out. I really like you. <laughs> Sorry, it's hard to take you seriously. Yes, when we do yes. Uh, <laughs> and so you get it yeah. when somebody says, I'm like not really too. angry. Yeah. Yeah. But yet their face and the tone of their voice tells you they exactly. are very they are. angry. Yeah. Well, we're going to uh, look at this topic a, a little bit more deeply in today's message. So if you can, open your Bible. Join us in Ephesians 4 as we continue communication, the key to any and every relationship. Here is Pastor Ford. Now, some of you may have heard of Zan and Jaina. Anybody ever heard of Zan? There are no cartoon. One, there's only two of us out of all these people, only two of us. Okay, let me see. Nobody else knows who Zan and Jaina is. 
They are, and they came on TV September 10th, 1977. And they joined the Justice League of America. You know, Batman, Superman, you know, the Flash. Okay, and so they were from the planet Exor. And so they were Exorians. Now, why do you bring them up when you're talking about communication? Because if you remember, oh, let me talk to you. You're the only one here. We're the only one that watched them. You, you have children too, small children too. Oh, no? Oh, well, that's my excuse. I have small children. And then now I got grandkids, you know. But I can't stand Square Pants SpongeBob, whatever his name is. That's like, that's the stupidest cartoon I've ever seen in my life. Man, a sponge underwater. Anyway, so anyway, so here's what would happen. If, if you would watch the Justice League, you would see whenever there was a threat uh, against the world, uh, the Justice League would assemble and uh, Iron Man would fly out and Batman and Robin would get in their plane and they'd all be flying out this way, but not Zan and Jaina. Zan and Jaina wouldn't run out. They'd run toward each other. And because their power came from touching and agreeing. Y'all ain't gonna pray with me. Yeah, see, they would come together and they would say, wonder twin powers activate. And then Zan would say, the power of water. And then Jaina would say whatever animal she could become. So Zan could become anything that was water and Jaina could become anything that was animal. But here's my point, that before they could have their power, they had to touch each other's hands and be in agreement. And they had to say, wonder twin powers activate. I submit to you, that's communication. That I don't care whether it's a boo, whether it's a boyfriend, girlfriend, whether it's a fiance, whether it's a husband and a wife, that you've got to come together and learn how to communicate. You got to learn how to touch and agree. Amen. Amen. And so that's what we're talking about. We're looking at the fact that whenever you look at communication, the first thing we did was we defined it. What is the key word in communication? Everybody say it together. Understanding. If there isn't any understanding, there hasn't been any communication. So to communicate is uh, uh, to share intimate information with someone uh, that is either verbal or nonverbal in a manner in which the person understands. And so we said that a lot of times we talk at each other. We don't talk to each other. And so we don't really communicate and, and, and really get on the same page where we activate the power of God because we're touching and agreeing. And I'm telling you in a relationship, I mean, what, what God does in the spiritual ought to come off in the social in every other area because our vertical controls our relationship with God and our horizontal controls our relationship with everybody else. Come on, everybody say it with me. If there is a wall, everybody say it with me. If there is a wall between my brother and my sister, there's a ceiling between me and my God. And so then, you know, I mean, we said it in marriage, first, first Peter 3, 7, he says it. He says, husband, dwell with your wives according to knowledge, giving honor unto her as unto the weaker vessel, being joint heirs together with Jesus Christ, that your prayers be not hindered. 
The word hindered means slowed down, stopped. In other words, when you pray and you got something wrong with your spouse and the two of you are not going to get it together, then you can forget about your prayers going through. They have more rubber than Goodyear got tired. They're bouncing off the ceiling and God's saying, like my son used to say, my, my baby boy, when he want to hear something, put his hands over his ear. No, 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 no. God doesn't want to hear it. Why? Because he wants us to be able to communicate. And remember the proverb says it, uh, death and life are in the power of the tongue, you know, and so we need to watch what we're saying. So then we said then that we had to define it. Uh, so we defined it and we said that it means understanding so that we can get understanding. Uh, I, I have a, a friend, she's a counselor and she does this. She's a, she's a great counselor. She's retired now. She said her and her friend went to an old-fashioned malt shop. And when she got to the malt shop, she said to her friend, oh, don't sit on that stool. She said her friend turned around and said, we both got weight problems. And so, you know, don't, don't, don't be. She said, wait, 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 wait. Look at the stool that was cracked. So she was looking out for her, but she didn't understand the communication. You know what she did? She defined it according to how she was feeling. And she made it an issue that she was already dealing with. Oh, y'all ain't gonna pray with me in here. <laughs> yeah, she projected her feelings on the other person through her comment. Now, if we don't do that all the time, it was around you. You know, so-and-so walked right past me and didn't even speak. I know, I know he saw me, I know she saw me. Walk right past. You don't know what that person's going through. And you don't know why that person walked past you. Why don't you ask them? So, so we said then uh, we, we needed that. Then we talked about demonstration of communication. I, I talked to you about the levels because I want you to understand that there is depth in communication. So we talked about the frivolous level, then the factual level, then the feeling level, then the friendship level, then the fellowship level, that the fellowship level is uh, the deepest kind of communication. And if you're going to build a relationship, you build it through communication. How do we build a relationship with God? Through his communication. So then faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. And so why do we need the word? Because God is talking. And we need to listen. And so we need to, to be able to listen to him on the deepest level of communication because the depth of the communication is what controls uh, uh, the depth of our maturity. And so if you are a superficial Christian getting a, a verse a day to keep the devil away, you're never going to be a mature in your faith because it takes the word to grow us in the grace and the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Let me read this uh, Proverbs to you. We're going to do a lot of Proverbs because the Proverbs talks about it over and over again. Let me read for you Proverbs eleven thirteen. Proverbs eleven thirteen. Here's what it says. A talebearer reveals secrets, but he who is of a faithful spirit conceals a matter. Now, remember what we said here? Now, I need to move on real quick. Uh, but remember what we said? How do you build trust? What's the opposite of trust? Somebody holler it out, the V word. Vulnerability. Most people say what? Mistrust. No, it's not. The person uh, who, who you trust is the person with whom you become the most vulnerable in communication. And they didn't violate it. They didn't take it to Facebook. 
They didn't take it to the prayer meeting. So you trusted them more and you trusted them more. And your best friend, whoever he or she is, is the one who actually takes stuff to the grave that you can be completely vulnerable with them. Now we said, and there's a caveat, that when you're in a relationship and you violate somebody's vulnerability, you got to build that all up again. So if somebody reveals something that makes them vulnerable and then you use it against them or share it with somebody else, you just messed up. Now you got to start all over again. And most of us wonder, well, wait a minute, we just pick up where we left off. No, I no longer trust you. You have violated me. And so now we got to build that part back up. Some real helpful insights and uh, practical tips on today's broadcast. You're listening to Treasured Truth, a message called Communication, the Key to Any and Every Relationship. And, you know, this is a program that you may want to go back and listen to again or previous broadcasts in this series. You can find them through the Moody Radio app. If you don't have the app, I'd encourage you to come to our website. We'll link you to that. You'll also find it if you go to your favorite app store like iTunes or, or Google Play. But again, if it's easier, just come to treasuredtruthradio.org and we'll link you to the app. Let's get back to our message from Ephesians 4. Once again, here is Pastor Ford. Then we talked about the fact that, you know, uh, I put down here, Mama was right. Mama said if, if they bring a bone, they'll carry a bone. And so we said then we need to learn the details of communication. And so that's what we're going through, the details. We said, first of all, we had to learn the difference between male and female communication, that there was a difference. We spent a whole session on that, talking about how God made men and how God made women. And some things are in our DNA, and we need to learn those things as well. Often the differences are what leads to problems in a relationship and what makes a bad thing worse. Uh, then we said, make it safe to communicate. Make it safe to communicate. In other words, there's times when uh, we ought not enter into uh, uh, an effort to communicate because right now we're just too angry. We need to make a, an environment that's safe. And so we talked about those principles as well. I mean, think about it. You create an atmosphere for everything else. My wife and I just celebrated our 45-year uh, anniversary this last weekend. Praise the Lord. I say, I know she's spirit-filled. Thank you very much. I know she's spirit-filled to be able to put up with me uh, that long. Amen. And, uh, I, I, you know, it's like, okay, what did I do? Uh, what, are, what are some of the things I do? Like when I do a candlelight dinner, you know, what, what's the, what's, what, what am I trying to do? Create an atmosphere. I get these aromatherapy candles, and, and I put about three or four of them. Then I get the card table, put it in the room, put a nice uh, tablecloth over it, put those candles on to get the aroma in the air so that it hits the, you know, the smell, you know? And, and then the sight, and I put roses everywhere, you know, so that she could see, you know? And then, and then I make the dinner, put it up on there. Everything is there, you know? But let me tell you something. The candles weren't the goal, not for me. And the dinner wasn't the goal. Uh, not for me. They were just creating the atmosphere for what I really wanted. Intimate fellowship with my wife. Amen. And so you know that. Now, let's move on. Now, here's where we are. Letter C. Learn to listen effectively. Look at James chapter 1, verse 19. James chapter 1, verse 19. So here's what James says. 
So then, my beloved brethren, let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, slow to wrath. Let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, slow to wrath. Zeno, the, 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 the Greek uh, philosopher, said it this way. I think I, I quoted it before, but let me quote it again for where we are. He said, God gave us two ears and one mouth, therefore we should listen twice as much as we talk. Amen. And so here's what happens. Let's, let's walk through this. Uh, what's going on? When we understand how to listen. Now, here's what H. Norman Wright says. I, I like what he said. He said, whenever anybody communicates, generally, there are six messages. Here they are. Number one, what you said. Number two, what you think you said. Number three, what the other person hears. Number four, what the other person thinks they hear. Number five, what the other person says about what you said. Number six, what you think the other person said about what you said. In other words, communication has to go through a grid. What grid is it going through? Holler it out, holler it out, if you know what grid it's going through. First of all, it's going through personality, isn't it? So then your communication style and skill, it, it comes through your personality. And so there are individuals that we know, uh, we said then that uh, when you communicate, there are three things that are effective, that are at work. What are they? Tone, body language, and words. 50% of what you communicate is tone. 30% of what you communicate is body language, and 20% of what you communicate is words. Okay, so then now, put that through a human personality. A person who is quiet and reserved, their communication may be perceived differently from somebody who, like me, I talk this way. If I'm talking to you, what, you know, what, that's the way I talk. And when I get excited, I talk louder, and I get more expressive. And so it's coming through, let me just say this, it's coming through personality. It's coming through perspective, how you see it. So personality, who I am, perspective, how you see things, uh, your passion, what you love, what you hate, uh, through your, through your uh, uh, what did I say? I said personality, perspective, passion, your, your, your perceptions, how you view things, how you perceive things. So then it's incumbent upon us to always be involved in what's called reflective listening. You say, what is that? When you repeat to the person what you think they said. And you would be surprised because sometimes people don't say what they really think that they are saying. Especially if they're angry. And that's another thing we'll talk about, but when we get there. So uh, we then, you know, here it is. Wise old owl lived in the oak. The more he knew, the less he spoke. The less he spoke, the more he knew. This same thing applies to you. And so here's what, here's what happens. We need to, and I'm going to run through these. I'm, just, I'm not going to talk about all of these. I just want to run through so you can see. How do you listen effectively? I'm just going to give you some principles, give you some passages, uh, some scripture that will help you apply so that you learn how to listen to what people say. Number one, listen for comprehension. 
Listen for comprehension. Try to get clarity as much as you can. Try to get clarity as much as you can. Yeah, because if you don't understand what's going on, listen to Proverbs 18, 13. Turn there, Proverbs 18, 13. Proverbs 18, 13. He who answers a matter before he hears it, it is a folly and a shame to him. Solomon's saying, listen, how in the world are you going to be able to answer somebody and you didn't hear everything that they had to say? Which brings us to number two, don't interrupt. When somebody's talking, listen to them, don't interrupt. I get that all the time when I'm with my secretaries. And, and here's what I hear all the time. And, and one of the things I'm praying about when, when I'm in the meetings with them, they say, I'm not finished yet. I'm not finished yet. And I say, oh, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, but you're always interrupting and I'm not finished yet. Well, see, I thought you was going to say, yeah, but that's not what I was going to say. If you let me finish, you'll be able to hear what I'm really trying to say. Let me express myself. And so here, here's what it shows. I know you don't want to believe it, but I'm, I'm telling on myself. It demonstrates that you're only interested in making your point. That's what it demonstrates. That you're really not interested in what the person has to say because you're not trying to get comprehension because you can't get comprehension if you don't hear the whole matter. That yeah, you anticipate, you, you think you know what they're going to say and they haven't finished and, and, and that's the statement that I hear all the time. I'm not finished yet. So that lets me know, see, you're not communicating. Because you're not trying to understand and you're interrupting. And so we have to hear the whole nature of the matter. And there's a lot of reasons why we do that, uh, but we don't. And so that's part of listening reflectively. And so what we have to do too is we, we have to listen for how a person feels. That is so important to keep in mind, isn't it? To listen to how a person feels. You're listening to Treasure Truth with Pastor Ford. Our series has been all about communication and how it's the key to any and every relationship. If you want to dive a little bit deeper, then I'd encourage you to grab a Bible anytime you're listening. We're in Ephesians chapter 4. And if you miss any broadcast, you can always listen online or you can just listen again. If you want to do that, by coming to our website, it's treasuredtruthradio.org. You can stream the program or download an MP3 for free. You know, there are a variety of different ways that you may listen to this broadcast over the radio, like you may be doing right now, maybe online through our website, by podcasting the program or through the Moody Radio app. However you've listened and connected with this ministry, we're glad you're here and would love to know if it's making a difference in your walk with Christ. You can always give us your feedback by coming to treasuretruthradio.org and clicking on the contact link. Let us know where you listen, why you listen, and what sort of difference it's making in your relationship with God. And if it is making a difference, I want to ask you to give a gift of support because we do depend on your generosity to pay for things like production cost and airtime, the things that happen behind the scenes, all that it takes to keep this program on this station each day. So if you're benefiting from listening, would you, yes, give us your feedback, but would you also give a gift? And it's really easy to do that as well. You can simply come to our website. It's treasuretruthradio.org. You'll see a link there that says make a donation. Click on that, and there you can make a one-time gift or an ongoing monthly gift. 
Again, that's at treasuredtruthradio.org and click on the link that says make a donation. Well, thanks for doing that and for listening today. Thanks also to our producer, Amy Rios. For Pastor Ford, I'm Steve Hiller. Treasure Truth is a production of Moody Radio, a ministry of Moody Bible Institute.